If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have a whole bunch of callers on hold, and we will get to them in just a second, but just wanted to give you an update of what's been going on. Thank you so much from Tim and from me for all of your prayers. He got a new me last week and I have been taking care of him. He got his new me on Tuesday, I guess. And oh my God, do I have new respect for caregivers. Holy mackerel, you guys. I have never worked so hard taking care of somebody in my life. When Jonathan was born 28 years ago, I thought that was a lot of work, but my parents were there for the first two weeks. But holy Moses, he uh, is walking with a walker and, you know, couldn't go to the bathroom by himself, still can't take a shower by himself. I have to dress him, his meals, you know, do the ice. Do he, it's just amazing how much care it is. So I am uh, making it work and I'm, uh, I have new respect for all of you caregivers out there. But good news is he's doing great and I think he's gonna be back to normal here in a few weeks. So thank you so much for all your prayers. Hopefully you enjoyed my interview with Michael Sandler last week. I pre-recorded that because I knew that I would be occupied with my honey and, uh, and I was. Speaking of that, next week, one of my best friends, Lisa, her dad died this morning. So please keep her and her family in your prayers. And right now, I don't know what the funeral arrangements are. I'll know those within the next day or so. So next week may be a live show. It may not. Just always check on social media. Ask Julie Ryan at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you'll see because we always post if we're going to do a live show. So that's the best way to tell. 
with that. So let's go to the phones, and our first guest is Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. Jill, everybody, I was on her show. Her show has such a great name. It's the Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. Fabulous. Yes. I, I want to I let your listeners know that you did fabulous two podcasts on the podcast Cosmic Team with Jill Jardine, and you shared your, your work as a medical intuitive in the first podcast, and then the second one was where you shared the 12 phases of transition, which was amazing, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback through my podcast listeners, and again, to let your listeners know, it's Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine on all major platforms for podcasts. And there's two shows that star Julie Ryan. So check that out. Yeah, and we've got links on my social media, Jill. Those are already up. So uh, just go, again, ask Julie Ryan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and you'll be able to find those links and listen. And you also... We're the guest on my radio show, Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, on 959WATB.com, which is a Boston radio station, but it streams live to the world. And so I believe that episode is also archived through the radio station, 959WATB.com. But um, I also wanted to share something with your listeners, Julie. I finally had the chance to read your book, Angelic Attendance, and I read it on a plane flying back from Austin, Texas, to Boston, Mass. And it was the best read ever on a plane. It was so uplifting, so healing. And there's a lot of good juice in this book for people. Even if you're not in the position of helping somebody transition, I think it is a must read for all your listeners. Oh, thanks so much. I have a a gal named Deborah Jo who graduated from my class, and she always says, this needs to be a required book for every high schooler to read because eventually you're going to have somebody in your life die, and you need to know what's happening and and how to deal with it and all of that, which I think is a riot that she says that, but uh, but I appreciate that. It's it's almost like this book that um, I received when somebody who was very close to me died last year, uh, the Tibetan book of living and dying, which is a must read for people if somebody has died in your life. Um, but I think this is right up there with the Tibetan book of living and dying, which was written by a Lama. So this is a oh, this goodness. is something where you pass it along and everybody can have use of it. And um, yeah, and your work and mine is very we're similar but different. We're both psychics. I tend to work with astrology quite a bit, but. Yes, um, I think we have we have some similar skills in the psychic arena. Uh, yours are very very fine tuned with with certain things such as helping people transition and and the medical intuition, which um, my listeners just I've I've gotten a lot of great feedback from you as the guest. So thank you again for coming on my podcast. You bet. I think astronomy and astro- astrology. I guess astronomy is the science, right? Yeah. Astrology is fascinating because people since the beginning of time have used it and it's just been in recent years that it's kind of fallen out of favor. It's kind of gone undercover, it seems, in some ways. But I know kings and pharaohs and popes and leaders throughout history, King Arthur, my gosh, Merlin the Magician, you know, all of that, they were all using 
astrology to help them. And can you speak a little bit more about that, Jill? Well, it's funny. One of the most famous prophetic um, people, Nostradamus, was an astrologer, and he used astrology to write his quatrains predicting things that were going to happen, you know, 500 years in the future. So, yes, astrology has been around for years. There's different systems. There's our current Western system that has gained popularity in the 20th century and into the 21st. And actually, the millennials, the kids that are born in the late 80s and early 90s, are really bringing astrology back in a big way. There's been a resurgent in interest in it because of that generation. And um, before that, it was like hippies. You know, the hippies brought it back in the 60s and 70s. I studied with um, my my friend's mother who was a hippie and so it's getting a whole new rebirth because it is I mean the way that I work with astrology for your listeners to know I'm trained as a psychotherapist I have a master's in counseling psychology so I have always used it as an adjunct in therapy for people and to help people to know thyself it's a great tool to understand yourself and clients of mine have said Jill you have taught me more. I have learned more about myself than I have in 10 years of therapy. So it actually is a, a great tool in that respect. Mm-hmm. My, when I was born, I, and an astrologer did my chart, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And at that point, my mother had already died. And on my birth certificate, it didn't give the time of day that I was born. So I called the hospital I was born in. They said they didn't have records back that far because they would tell me I was really old. I don't know. And I called the state of Ohio because I was born in Columbus. And they said that there was a time period there of a little bit less than 10 years where some rocket scientist at the state didn't think that the time of birth was necessary. So this astrologer oh. that I was using told me, she said, well, see if you can find out my dad was still alive. He didn't remember we have four kids in our bellies. Like, I don't know. I was in a waiting room with fluorescent lights. I have no idea. And um, back then, so what I did was I called my mom's spirit angel, and I asked her, yes. I said, what time was I born? And she gave me like 3.31 in the morning or something. And so I gave it to the astrologer, and then she asked me some questions to verify it, and they, they all worked out. And so I thought that was interesting, and that's how she figured out what my time of birth is, because apparently that's really important. Right. I mean, in our Western astrology, not as much, but I also work with a system called Jyotisha Vedic Astrology from India, and it's very important. In fact, they won't do your chart if they don't if you don't know the time. But there is something called rectification, where we can look at our our client, or you know, look at them in a picture if it's a distal reading, or look at them in person, and we can kind of figure out uh, what time they were born. It's it's that's where the psychic intuitive combines with the astrological. And so you can figure out what time they're born because that's a key piece. It's called the ascendant or rising sign, and that's basically how people present to the world or, you know, your first impression. So that's how we mm-hmm. kind of figure out if we don't know what time they're born, we can. There are techniques. And well, it's called rectification. Good news was, it ha- I, know how, I know how to talk to dead people. <laughs> so I called my yeah, mother. I was say, it helps, when you, it helps when you can connect with the spirit of your mother who's deceased. Um, so, right. I mean, I, I right. think... A lot, of, 
a lot of people can intuit to their own time. They just know like, oh, I wake up at like one one thirty two at one thirty three every morning. So sometimes that is actually the time that they incarnated. So the soul knows. I've never heard the soul that. and the psyche remember. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So there's so and there's so much people can learn about themselves. You you know, it, it it's your past, it's your present, but we can also predict outcomes, potential outcomes through people's astrological chart. I mean, everybody has free will, but it's kind of good to know what pieces of our life might be more destiny or fated. So it's, it's a very useful tool for self-knowledge, and that's, I help people with that. Right. Well, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you in our last 15 seconds or so before we go to break. How can people find you? Well, I have a website, uh, Jill, J-I-L-L, Jardine, J-A-R-D-I-N-E, astrology.com, and I also have jilljardine.com. So I have two websites, jilljardineastrology.com or jilljardine.com, and that has all the information that your listeners need to know about okay. the work that I do and what they might expect in a session. So thank you so much for this opportunity, Julie. It was a pleasure yes. to connect with you and have you on the podcast. Yes. And again, I urge, I urge your listeners to check them out, check out both podcasts. We are going to the phones, and I believe our, our next caller is Karen. Hi, Karen. Are you there? Hi, Karen. Can you unmute yourself? Hi, Judy. Sorry, I didn't realize I was on mute. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling in from. I am calling from Mexico, but I'm actually Irish. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And it's great to be here again. Yes. How, so... What's going on with you down there? Are you good? Everything good down there? Yeah, I'm keeping really well. Loving it. Happy out. All is good. Just doing my thing in my own zone. Keeping the vibes high. Um, so, yeah, love it. The thing that's so funny about Karen, you guys, is when she speaks Spanish, she doesn't speak it with an Irish accent. It's kind of like <laughs> a British singer or, or like Bono, you know, the Irish singer or or Keith Urban, an Australian singer, and when they sing, it's an American accent. It's yeah. like you speak Spanish. There, there's a, uh, uh, there's no, no brogue there detected. Well, depends sometimes, but you know, I try. I'm getting more into it. Yeah. Terrific. Well, you got a question for me? Yeah, I do. But first of all, I just want to thank you. The last time I was on a couple of months ago, you did a healing on our cat, Poppy, who had been attacked by a dog and had a really bad wound. And just to say, she's recovering amazingly. Like, she still has a pretty big hole, but it's really healed from the inside out and come together. So, yeah, and she's flying about the place and back to herself. And, yes, so thank you so much for that. You're welcome. And she's in Ireland, though, right? She's in Ireland, yeah. You went through me to my mom to Poppy. No, we were we were country hopping on that healing. I know, and it was amazing. It worked. So thank you. Just to update You're you welcome. on that side. But no, my question is, I would um, love if you could maybe scan my thyroid and see what's if there's something going on there, because sometimes I just feel absolutely wiped, and it's been a while. But like I'm super healthy and I always eat well and drink water and all these kind of things. And sometimes as well I get really 
cold. Like I find my body can't regulate temperature very well and I know I used to get reflexology a lot at home I love that and it always came up she always mentioned my thyroid but it would never show up in bloods and she always said how it can often show up in your feet you know years before in bloods and things like that so yeah it's just been like that I've been feeling really wiped and everything so I was like oh maybe I'll bring into Julie and see I am. So what I'm doing is I'm getting you on my radar, Karen, and how that works, everybody, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because we're all spirits attached to a body having a, a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I raise my vibrational level. I close my eyes, Karen, you know this, and I'm mm -hmm. watching a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's coming down to you in Mexico. And when I hook into you, which just takes a couple of seconds, then I have a hologram of you in my mind's eye. And I envision shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. And it's as if I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. So I've got you on my radar, and I'm looking at you from behind. And your, part of your thyroid looks like it's asleep, and I'm seeing a nodule on the left upper side. It's okay. kind of a flat nodule that uh, I'm going to remove. And okay. oftentimes when I see these healings, they emulate what I saw in operating rooms for decades. Yeah. I'm an inventor and a former manufacturer of surgical devices. And so I spent my career in and out of operating rooms developing products and testing prototypes and things like that. So I'm using a hot wire Karen, that will mm -hmm. cut and cauterize at the same time. And I'm slicing mm -hmm. that off. Usually when I see nodules, that means the thyroid's working really hard. So when okay, you yeah. eat really well, what does that mean? What are you eating? Are you eating well, like, stuff? I mean, I would imagine you are. You're in Mexico, like tortillas well, and junk like that? No, no. Even for much of my whole life, like I've, I eat some oats, but it's mainly like veg or rice, like stir fries. I don't eat meat. I don't drink dairy. Like I never have really in my whole life. I never liked them. So, and like that, I exercise every day. And protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I eat lots of beans, lentils, chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Okay, two things uh, I want you to check out. First yeah. of all, I, I want you to Google Stephen Gundry, G-U-N-D-R-Y-M-D. They have a lectin thing, all those beans. Have a, have a protein in them that some people just really can't digest well. Mm, yeah. So check that out, number one. Number two, send me an, uh, an email, julietasjulieryan.com. Anybody that's listening, send me an email if you want this link. I'm going to send you a link to a gut biome test. I think yeah. it makes sense for you to get your gut biome tested. And that's food is the best medicine, Karen, and that's going to tell you what the best foods are that are going to help you be yeah. healthy. All right. Some of the foods that you eat that you think are healthy are healthy foods, but they may just not be healthy for you with your gut. Yeah, bile. and I totally get that. And, yeah, I've always had kind of digestive issues. So, yeah, I'd, you know, that's, check that's it out. Getting is the food you're eating is not necessarily great for you. So I think it makes sense mm -hmm. to do the gut biome test, and then we'll take it from there. But cool. the thyroid, what I did was I jump-started it, 
and it looked like it was asleep. Yeah, I feel like it's asleep sometimes. <laughs> when we're eating certain things, our our gut just gets out of whack, and it affects mm. the hormones. And thyroid is a hormone, and it's part of a soup. Yeah. You know, estrogen yeah. and progesterone and testosterone and thyroid and all those things. So when one of the that one of the hormones gets out of whack, it can really mess up the whole soup. It'd be like making chicken noodle soup without the chicken. Yeah, yeah. it tastes right. And I believe that's what's going on. So email me and I'll shoot you that link and let's get your gut biome tested and then take it. Brilliant. I think that's amazing. And in the meantime, continue to stay low on the food chain. You know, if, yeah. God, eat it, if man made it in a factory, do your best to avoid it. Including yeah. yeah the tortillas and the chips and you know and stuff like that but it doesn't sound like you're really eating a lot of that not a huge amount no thank you julie you bet great talking with you everybody we'll be back right after the break you're listening to the ask julie ryan show welcome back to the ask julie ryan show let's go back to the phones and i believe our next caller is wendy hi wendy julie hi wendy hi girl I'm calling from Las Vegas. Wonderful. How are you this evening? Well, I'm a little stressed. I put my dad on hospice about three and a half weeks ago and um, and actually racing back to Vegas. Uh, just, just got into Vegas because he fell and beat, him up, beat himself up pretty bad. But my oh. question is kind of... Um, related to I'm trying to make the best decision about whether to keep him at home uh, with myself and an aide caring for him, which is what um, I've been doing for the last three and a half weeks, versus uh, putting him in a facility where he'd have 7 by 24 care, but it would be an unfamiliar environment and uh, unfamiliar people. And... um, and then also just balancing, um, you know, being able to manage my business and my marriage and my well-being and some trips that are coming up and making sure he's cared for and just not knowing where he is in this process because he's had so many ups and downs over these three and a half weeks. I thought it was his last day about three weeks ago. And then he kind of bounced back. So <laughs> I don't know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. What does he want? I do not know. He goes from talkative to unresponsive. Um, I, I haven't actually told him that he's on hospice. Uh, he's just now in a hospital bed and spending his, his days in the hospital bed and uh, watching TV and two steps to a commode, and that's pretty much his, his existence right now. Oh, jeez. So is he coherent when he's awake, Wendy? Usually, not always. Uh, He hasn't been very clear that he's actually in his home. He's uh, Uh asked me, when am I going back where I came from and do we need to fill out that post office form so that I get my mail? And he woke up one night as I was going into his room and he said, oh, I just realized I'm in the wrong room. I need to go back to my room. So mm-hmm. he's 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 got Alzheimer's and all of a sudden it's just going downhill. Used to be just okay. short term memory issues. 
Okay. Well, what I've done while you were talking just for time's sake is I've connected to you energetically and from you to your dad. And your dad is in phase seven of the 12 phases of transition. Have you read Angelic Attendance yet? Have you had a chance to read it yet, Wendy? I started it. Okay, great. So it's a quick read and it'll give you more information. But phase seven, what we're talking about, everybody, for those of you that are unfamiliar, we all, as we're dying, everyone goes through what I call twelve the 12 phases of transition. And it's a configuration of how our deceased loved ones, spirits and angels and the spirits of our deceased pets surround us and they they assume different configurations and that, and so that's how I can tell what phase he's in um, at any given time. Wendy, the spirit exits the body through the top of the head and it hangs on, it looks like a cartoon caption bubble where the words that the cartoon character are either saying or thinking are located in a cartoon. And, uh, and then your dad's parents, Spirits are at his feet and they anchor a line, kind of a horseshoe of angels that are going out from each side. So he's a little more than halfway through the phases of transition. They can happen instantly, Wendy. They can take days, weeks, months to happen. So let's ask him some questions. What's your dad's name? Don. Dawn. Okay, so Dawn, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? He said yes and then sometimes came in right after that. Does he seem to be in pain off and on? He is after last night's fall for sure, but otherwise it is yeah. intermittent. Okay, all right, so that would make sense. And then what do you need? <laughs> Okay, so this would be the dementia talking when he, he said he needs a pony. <laughs> I've never had anybody tell me chocolate. He said he needed a pony. <laughs> so is there a chocolate called a pony? I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of either. I know that there's some kind of chocolate sucker that, that, it's, that just came to mind when I heard that. So... Let me ask him again, what do you need? He's saying a pony. All right, kind of like a horse pony? Uh, he's saying no, a chocolate pony. I don't know what that is. You may need to Google that. There may be something like from his childhood or something. Is okay. chocolate something or other? I've never seen a pony in chocolate, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You can probably get it at churchilldowns.com. Or someplace like that. So, um, so is it? Let's ask: Is it in Don's best interest to be in hospice care? I get as long as it's not in lockdown. Will you be able to see him if he goes into a facility? You still there? Did we lose you? Yeah. Okay. No, Will you see him if he goes into the hospice facility? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got yes. Yeah, he's being managed by hospice people or at least visited by hospice people now in his home. It's just kind of a matter of keep him there and try to care for him ourselves versus put him somewhere where he'll definitely have 7 by 24 care. Yeah, I'm getting, well, I asked a hospice facility. There are hospice facilities that you can put them in and they'll get 24-7 care. 
and it's it's only hospice. And I got a yes on that. As long as you can visit them, visit him. Yeah, that's so, actually not an option because they can't guarantee he's got less than six months. I see. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's change the question then. Is it in Don's best interest to go into a facility where he can get twenty four seven coverage? I get a yes as long as you can see him. Okay. That's the key. If you can't see him, I'm getting keep him at home. But if he can get care and you can go visit him, I get a yes on that. So okay. I hope that helps. Okay. It does. Thank Good you. Good luck with all of that. Okay. Thanks, Julie. Here, let us know how you're doing. Okay, we'll do. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to our next caller, and I believe it's CB. Hi, CB. Hi. Julie, can you hear me? How are you? I can. Oh, I'm good. All right. This is CB, and I'm in Athens, Georgia. And um, I was blessed to be given your book, um, Angelic Intendance, um, back in April, and read it thinking we were just reading it for having lost my mother-in-law. Little did I know that at the end of the pandemic quarantine, my own mother was going to become very ill. And I can so understand the last caller. Um, We lost mom a week ago tonight. And after six weeks of in-home hospice care, but I was her 24-7 caregiver. And um, I was, I was turned on to you through your book and called a few weeks ago when you were able to help me understand where she was in the transition. And I just can't tell people enough how reading the book has given us such um, comfort and insight that made the whole process um, less, a little less stressful. And of course, losing my mom was very stressful. But the whole process of how it all happens became so much more understandable and comforting. And in the last hour of her life, I could feel all of the spirits there. And I just literally, the room was energized, and I could feel them all there and the process of the transition happening. And it was just amazing. And so I just ask that you continue to do what you do, and I thank you for the knowledge so that I could be more of a comforting caregiver to my mom instead of a silly-nilly worrywart who was just frantic all the time. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I do have a question. Um, my sister, during all of this time, has been in rehab for alcoholism. So she did not get to help me during all of this. And I was good with that. My mom was very crushed that she didn't, wasn't able to be there. But we kept a lot of things from my mom um, as she was going through the dying process because we didn't want to cause her extra stress. And one of those things is that as my sister comes out of rehab, she's probably coming into a divorce from 22 years marriage. And my sister wants to live in the house that we're both going to inherit that we're supposed to sell. And I really want to know if mom is okay with my sister living there for a time period for transition into her new life, 
or if mom wants me to encourage my sister to live elsewhere and not be in the house. When you were asking the question in the middle of the question, CB, I got an absolutely. That she's okay with it. Oh, good. Absolutely. Oh, good. I got absolutely. Well, well, that makes me feel better because I don't want to do anything. I don't think she would, you know, I don't want anything she wouldn't. I feel like she would be very supportive of my sister. I know she always has been, but we just didn't want to add to her stress or give her, she, there were just so many, as you know, there's so many things at the end of life that can cause the spirit to just hang on to that little bitty bit more. And I just wanted her to feel the freedom to go. She actually left in the five minutes that I left her room to go take my contacts out and wash my face. And I just chuckled when when I realized that she had passed. I was like, I knew you were going to do that, you know, kind of thing. But your, your book and all of the information just made the whole journey slightly less horrible. And I don't mean that the way it sounds because, but it's horrible to lose your parent or any loved one and having the guideline that you have provided just made it more comforting the whole way. And I can't encourage people more to read the book. And I thank you for everything that you have been able to do for my little family. Oh, it's an honor and a privilege. Honestly, it's just such an honor to be a little teeny part of such an intimate time in your family. So thank you for allowing me that. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be back right after the break. Thanks, CB. Welcome back to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and we're talking to people that have called in from all over. And our next caller is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Julie. So grateful to talk to you. (laughs) You too. Please tell everybody where you're calling in from. I'm in Austin, Texas, where Jill just left. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. She left Texas to go to to, uh, Boston. So that's that's a trip, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, but she's probably got some beautiful colors starting to emerge in Boston, I would think, or maybe they are already in full bloom in fall up there. We've got we've got a couple leaves that are starting to change down here, but my camellias are in bloom, darling. So oh, I'm I saw those. have colored uh, colored leaves closer to Thanksgiving, and I've got big, huge bushes full of blooms of camellias. They're so southern, so. Well, welcome. Do you have a question for me? I, I saw your camellias posted online, and they were beautiful. <laughs> They're just starting. The first ones to pop. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I love how you post all your flowers. It's so pretty. Thank you. Um, I do have uh, my father has um, a heart surgery scheduled next Wednesday, and. Um, I just wanted to know um, if we could just do a quick healing on him and also possibly if there's anything that um, he can do to get ready for this surgery. Yeah. What's his name, Aaron? His name is Dan. Dan. And what's going on with his heart? What kind of heart surgery is he having? He has um, two leaky valves. No, cheese. Okay. Has he ever had that surgery before? No, he has not. He had congestive heart failure in March. 
and he um, was born with a hole in his heart, although um, at the last scan, the surgeon couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, and how old is he, Aaron? Um, he is 81. All right. And otherwise, good health? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. And then okay. from you, I'm going to connect to your dad, and I'm going to ask his permission if I can scan him, because I can, but I won't if I don't have his permission. I believe it's an ethical thing. It's uh, I'm just not interested. It's I believe it's unethical to scan somebody without their permission. So I'll ask him permission, see if I can scan him. If he says no, all is not lost because we can ask his spirit questions. And I don't have a problem ethically doing it that way, Aaron, because I figure if somebody's got something going on and you're talking to them, like if they have pneumonia or something like that, they're going to tell you what they want you to know, but it's not like you're looking at their x-rays or their CT scans without their permission. So that's why I don't have a problem, you know, talking to a spirit. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading out to you in Texas. Got you. Is your dad a little bit north of you? He's south. South. Okay. All right. Because the energy beam went a little, it looked like north to me. Hmm. So I'm just following it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't know where he is right now. He's supposed to be in New Braunfels south of me. He could be north. I doubt it, though. But he may be out running around. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I've got him. Dan, I'm talking to Aaron. Is it okay if I scan you energetically? Fine. Go ahead, is what he said. So good job on that. All right. So here we go. Okay. So I can see where the valve, I can see one valve, as I'm looking at him from behind, I see one kind of on the left that looks like it's leaking. So I'm watching an energetic healing where that valve's getting replaced, would be like the surgery. So there's a valve going in there. So one is way worse than the other, is what I'm yes. seeing. Is that correct? Yes. yes. All right. Because the other one is really minor. And I'm seeing that one get replaced too. But the one that's the first one that came up, that's the one that's going to be the tricky one. I'm getting he is going to do just fine. He's going to come through this with blind colors and he's going to feel like a new man. He's going to feel like he got a major tune-up for another 20,000, you know, 200,000 miles or something. So, um, yeah, Great. doing that. Okay. Thank you. Got that going on. What can Dan do to prepare for surgery? Eat healthy. Don't drink any alcohol. Does he drink alcohol? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Here. Tell him to stay off of it before surgery. You know, like okay. from now till the surgery. Drink okay. lots of water. And uh, I get he's going to do just fine. He's going to be Great. just fine. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I hope that helps. Well, let us yes, know how it goes. I and sure everybody will. listening, please keep Aaron's dad, Dan, in your prayers. Yes. And uh, hopefully everything will go really smoothly. Yes. Anything Thank else you, so you want me to ask him, Aaron? Um, no, that's, uh, that's okay. Um, 
that that's it. Uh, I know there's a lot of people on the line, so I'll let you go. But thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. Much. And, okay. and I do want to add, though, um, if I may, that your book is really, if, if, if that is a must read for every person because it oh. is really enlightening and it is really beautiful, the, the, the dying process. And it's nothing to fear, which I think is, you know, what most people are afraid of is, the death which actually it's very beautiful so thank you for sharing that with the world you're welcome I, I don't know if you know the backstory Erin but I my spirit guide Pope Clement was the one who really kind of uh, prodded me for years to write that book and he kept saying you have to you have to write this book because the first time I saw all this transition these phases of transition was when my own mother was dying in 2002 and I would argue with them and say I'm not doing that I'm a businesswoman are you crazy people who think I'm nuts and so finally I just got the golden ovary courage I say you know guys have brass balls girls have golden ovaries <laughs> so I got the golden ovary courage to uh, go ahead and put it out there and it's really been a surprise how well it it's been received and is even being used in Sunday school classes around the country and synagogues, which I didn't see coming. And in churches of all faiths, you know, my Catholic parish where we go to church gives a, one of my books, Angelic Attendance, to every family that comes in to plan a funeral. And I hear other churches do the same thing, and it's, it's become kind of like a a funeral gift or a gift that's given if somebody has a loved one who's dying and it seems to provide a tremendous amount of comfort because to your point it helps make the dying process have a glorious component in such a heart-wrenching time it is it's that loss um, but to know that there's a better place and you put it so vividly so it's it's it yeah it brings so much solace you know no, thanks. And I think the stories hopefully are very comforting too of the yeah. families with whom I've worked that are uh, that are part of the equation as well. So thanks so much for calling in and good luck to your dad. Let us know how he's doing. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Take care. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. We'll be back right after the break and we'll get to some more callers, so stay with us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ask Julie Ryan show. We have a whole bunch of callers still on hold and we will get to as many of them as we can in just a couple of minutes. Just wanted to remind you, we do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 712-775-7035, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, this information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes anywhere you download podcasts, and we're on a whole bunch of different podcast networks. So anywhere you download them, you'll find us. Also, you can find us on YouTube and Alexa, and please remember to subscribe and leave a review. You can can leave a review on iTunes, and uh, that's really appreciated, and, um, and then that helps others find this information. 
Also, I always leave the call-in details the day of the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and they're all at Ask Julie Ryan. And it's just a reminder to call in as always posted the day of the show. And if we're not going to do a live show that, that night, which is very rare, it's like maybe three or four times a year, I'll post something there too, and I'll say, okay, no live show, but catch you next week. So while you're on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. And uh, it's a question somebody submitted online along with my answer. It can, and you can also schedule an appointment with me while you're there. And then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want. We can do medical scans. We can talk about past lives. We can scan your pets. We can scan a loved one if we have their permission. And I can ask telepathically. That's normally how that works. We can, what else can we do? Oh my gosh. See how close to death somebody is. If you have a loved one who's dying, we can talk to your spirit guides. I mean, we can do a combo platter. Whatever you want in the hour that we have together, that's a lot of fun. And I'm booked out for a couple of months, so the best thing to do is go ahead and get on my schedule. And then on your email confirmation, there's going to be a little button at the bottom of the page, and it'll say reschedule. Keep that email and periodically click on that reschedule button, and it will show you when people have rescheduled and an earlier appointment is available. Somebody rescheduled a couple of days ago, and somebody came in and got their appointment for next week on the 12th. It happens all the time. So that's the best way to do that. So everything you need to know can be found at AskJulieRyan.com. All right. This week, we have a, a we had a question from Rhoda, and Rhoda lives in Winslow, Buckinghamshire, England. I'm sure I didn't say that right, but I tried to say it like the Brits would, Buckinghamshire, England. And she said, hi, Julie. Hello, Julie. I very recently lost my partner. He was the whole reason I moved back to the UK. His death was sudden, and it has left a lot of doubt. I've seen signs like a white feather waking up at 333 in the morning, I assume, seeing the number 111 and feel like I have lost my life's purpose. Can you please ask him if, quote, it was worth it? We never planned for his passing and our time was cut short. He wanted to move in with me but didn't because his daughter opposed it. Is he okay and did he send me the white feather? Does he know how much I miss him? Thanks, Rhoda. And here's my response. Hi, Rhoda. So sorry to hear of your partner's passing. Doubts and feeling like you've lost your life's purpose are to be expected after losing a loved one and are part of the grieving process. In order to get some answers for you, I first connected with you and then from you to your late partner's spirit. Here's what he had to say. He thought your moving back to the UK to be with him was absolutely worth it because it gave you time together in person. In addition, he's better than okay. He's in heaven, and his spirit is around you all the time. He knows how much you miss him and suggests talking with him telepathically. Just say something to him either aloud or in your head. His answer will come immediately and feel like it's your thought. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that will be your brain answering you. The more you do it, the more validation you'll get and the more comfortable you'll be with the answers you receive. As for the white feather, it was from your guardian angel and was intended to let you know you are loved and supported. And finally, those sequential numbers have been showing up to let you know you're in alignment with your spirit and to trust your intuition. Please read my book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens As We Transition From This Life Into The Next. 
I believe you'll find it informative, inspirational, and most importantly, comforting. Sending big hugs to you. I thought it was interesting when I asked the question about the white feather. I expected him to, him to say that, yes, he sent it, and, and the guardian angel said, no, I sent it, just to let her know. And a lot of people, when they're in the flow of, you hear you're, you're in the flow of spirit or you're in alignment with your spirit, they'll see numbers that are in a sequence, 333, 345, 111, like what Rhoda was seeing. So, Rhoda, thanks for your question, and I hope this answer gives you some comfort. Okay, let's go back to the phone, and our next caller is Linda. Hi, Linda. Oh, hello. Hi, Hi how Linda. are you? Are you on mute? Can yeah. you unmute yourself? Oh. Hello, hello. Linda, can you unmute yourself? I'm, I'm not muted. There you are. Now I can hear you. Okay. okay. Oh, thank you. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Calling from Santa Clarita, California. Terrific. How are things there? Are you? Do you have some of the smoke that's gone? Or I know you've gotten a lot of the smoke from the Napa fires, right? Well, yeah. Thank God we've we've had blue skies the past week or so. And, and the air quality's improved greatly where I'm at. Yes, thank God. <laughs> it was literally weeks. But yeah, oh, really appreciate it now. Gosh, yeah. what a, that that's all been happening up there. So I hope you know prayers and our thoughts are with all those people that have been displaced and have been dealing oh, with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, sure. Well, you got a question for me? I do. I have a question um, about past life. I have just always been curious, and I also feel, and I don't know if it's part of it, but I I also kind of feel like um, maybe, you know, when you're on the computer and you've got too many tabs open in the background running, I feel like things are, you know, maybe not as clean as they should be. I feel like kind of weighted down. Uh, I'm going to say an 800-pound gorilla, but it, it feels like I can't, I'm not moving as well as I would like to energetically. And so I thought, well, maybe check that out to start with. Okay. Um, Do you have a yeah. particular question of something that you'd like to know about if you have a past life that's... that's um, uh, yeah, I, I would... Something going on in your life, perhaps? Well, I, I had a, a huge... Um, transition from what I was doing and married and all that and then it, it turned into you know all that's changed so I'm reinventing myself but it it comes into I think self-confidence I think the question is you know why um, I feel like maybe um, self-confidence related um, just feeling like well even love you know to feel loving yourself and so I, I don't know where that comes from you know, I just don't know if it's from growing up as a child or if it carried over from past lives, unworthiness to an extent. Not all the time, okay. but it comes in sometimes, yeah. Okay, all right. So what I'm going to do, here's how I do past lives. Of course it's okay. different from everybody else does it because I'm an entrepreneur. You know, we like come up with these wild ways to do stuff. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> how it works is I envision myself, Linda, in this 
endless hallway with really tall ceilings, like 40 foot tall ceilings. And at the end of the, the hallway is endless. I can't see the end of it, but it's really long, never ending. And it's narrow. And the walls are covered in 12 inch by 12 inch squares. Each square represents a different lifetime. So I'm going to ask the question and the, the lifetimes that pertain to that answer are going to come out from the wall as if they're on a hydraulic arm. And then I'm going to say, show me the one that pertains the most. And that one will come out the farthest. And then I'll envision myself walking into the mirror and it will be like I'm watching this mini movie and we'll get information and then we'll correlate it with what's going on in your current life. So oh, it sounds to me like, does Linda have any past lives that are affecting her feelings of unworthiness in, at this point in her current life? Is that fair? Yeah. Is that fair question? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's there's lots and lots and lots and lots of mirrors <laughs> come out. And that's why I do it that way to see, okay, you got a bunch of past lives. And we all have thousands and thousands right. of past lives. Remember there's no time in the spirit world. Time is a human concoction. So fifty lifetimes of a hundred years apiece may not even be a blip blip on the spiritual radar screen. So oh Something we need to keep in mind because we try and interpret this stuff through our human frame of reference and some of it just there isn't any frame of there isn't anything to reference it to. So show me the, the life that pertains the most with that past lifetime. And that's come out. It's very far down on the left side. Okay, the year was 712. Mm. 712 AD, that's a long time ago in our world. Okay. Mm -hmm. In Athens. Wow. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's see if we can get some information on that, and then we'll correlate it with what's going on. Um, you are a slave girl. You look like a slave girl. You look like a... Mm. Yeah. Um, you, were, you were a, I guess, slave girl, and I see you getting whipped. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I get you're 17 in this picture and you're getting whipped because you didn't do something that you were told to do and uh, you're, you're chained. I'm going to need to take a quick break, Linda, so stay with me. We'll come back on the other side of the break and we'll get, I'll get some more information during the break and tell you what I come up with. So everybody stay with us. We're listening. We are listening. Me too. To the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Before the break, we were talking with Linda from Santa Clarita about a past life as a slave girl in 712 oh. Athens, Greece. My goodness. Okay. During, during the break, Linda, what I did was I got some more information and I got you were uh, put in kind of like a jail. You know, a bit like a, a, a prison kind of a thing at the base. Worked in a very fancy schmancy uh, upper class house as a slave girl, and um, and you even had one of those bracelets on your upper arm. <laughs> you know, like you see those old the Egyptians or the Greeks. You know that used to. Oh write. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. uh, and you got punished for stealing a piece of bread because you were hungry. 
Hmm. You were 17. And so you got punished and you got whipped. What I got was I always ask what's the correlation between that past life and this life. And I what hmm. came in for me, and see if this resonates with you, is that throughout your lifetime, perhaps maybe all of your life or dur- during different times of your life, you were punished and or shamed for wanting to do things to take care of yourself, whether that be emotional or physical. And and when you put your needs, somebody thought you were putting your needs before theirs or before maybe a family or a family member or parents or some other people in your lives that you were shamed or punished for that. Does that resonate at all with you? Um, no, not really, actually. Um, nothing that I is coming to mind. Okay. Sometimes when you think about it, you'll, you'll say, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that really does resonate, you know, yeah. right off the top of the, bed, the head, maybe not. But what I do, did was I removed that past life memory from oh, you. And it comes out of your pores and it looks like blue vapor. You know what, oh. what those crazy Chia pets look like at Christmas time, those awful commercials, you know, to buy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody buys them because they have enough money to pay for the ads. They're usually on it late at night on cable channels. So you kind of look like a big Chia pet with blue vapor coming out of your pores instead of, <laughs> instead of okay. beef sprouts. Okay. Oh. So the fact that that was in there and came out and the fact that I got that as a correlation, I bet if you think about it, you'll come up with something where you felt like, okay, I needed to take care of this other person and put my needs aside. Uh, oh be more okay. than throughout your lifetime so well so. yeah I, I guess I could say that through my marriage too I was more of a co-pilot um, feeling in other words going along with them but you were kind of with them as a personal assistant um, I guess maybe uh-huh. that was putting their needs ahead of mine you could consider that yeah yeah, yeah more yeah I, okay I think when you think about it there's going to be several yeah. things that'll come up and okay. that's how it works and so what happens with past lives, past lives are so much fun because oftentimes we can get information that we can corroborate with historical documents online. And we have kind of a main script that we explore through our lifetimes. And mm-hmm. as a result, we look at it from different perspectives. Keep in mind, no time in the spirit world. So we think seven twelve was a long time ago. It was in our human existence in the spirit world it might have been less than a second ago and but same basic premise of the script you're looking at it from different perspectives different timeline certainly living in a different uh, country in a different socioeconomic status educational status stuff like that in each time we explore it our spirit expands so past lives are really fascinating and can give us a lot of information about why we... Yeah, exactly. And to clear it off, I mean, that's exactly what I was feeling, that it was time to release that. Is that something that would have carried through all lifetimes then, you know, that continued on or not necessarily? It might have been a common thread. Yes, and the fact that there were so many lifetimes that presented 
where that was part of a theme that you had explored. And so that's why I do it that way. First of all, I want to see how many lifetimes correlate with our question. And secondly, the reason why I ask for show me the one that pertains the most is we eradicate that, then it eradicates all that energy that's been pent up through all those lifetimes. So yes. I bet you're going to feel some relief from this. I think, uh, <laughs> so call back in sometime and let us know. Let us know what amazing things you're doing. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. That was great. You're welcome. Exactly what I was looking you bet. For. Okay. For Take you later. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. I forgot to mention, you guys, since I didn't do a, a live show last week, and it's the first of the month, we have a winner of a free session. And it's a, it's somebody that, that calls themselves Live Life Now 11. And that person said... Julie is the real deal. She described my exact condition. I was beyond amazed by her reading. There you go. So live life now. You have won a free one-hour session with me valued at 155 bucks. The reason why I do this giveaway every month is because it's just a thank you to all of you for listening and being part of this community and I know $155 is a lot of money to some people. And if you can't afford a session, you can win one. Just do three easy things. Follow me on Instagram at AskJulieRyan. Sign up for my blog at AskJulieRyan.com and leave a review on iTunes under AskJulieRyan. So live life now, 11. Email me, Julie at AskJulieRyan.com and we'll come up with a date and time that works with your schedule and, and I'll look forward to talking with you. Okay, let's go back to the phone and I believe our next caller is Joan. Hi, Joan. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you? Hi. Okay. Um, I'm having some issues with my knees, like the last uh, month or two, where they're kind of achy. Uh-huh. And painful, like especially if I'm uh, walking up and down stairs or incline. So I was wondering if you could take a look at them. Sure, sure. Where are you calling us from, Joan? San Luis Obispo, California. Oh, poor baby. It's so beautiful there. Oh, actually, it's been pretty intense. Today's okay. We had extreme record-breaking heat of 120 degrees. and Oh, my gosh. Uh, really, really hot. And then a lot of smoke from that blew in from the fires in um, mm-hmm. Northern California. It's uh, it's a little bit better. We still have some smoke here. It's better, and then it's supposed to get hot again next week. Okay. But I'm going to need to hold show her on the break, Joan. We're going to okay. do the commercial, and I'll okay. pick you up on the other side of the break, and we'll, I'll look at your knees in the meantime. Stay with okay. us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Ask Julie Ryan Show. And before the break, we were talking with Joan in San Luis Obispo. You were saying 120 degrees. San Luis Obispo is on the coast, for heaven's sake. Yeah, it was, was, yeah, it was pretty awful. And that's when the smoke was also very intense. So we had extreme heat and extreme smoke. But it was 115 degrees here three years ago. Wow. Wow. And it usually probably doesn't get much over, what, 80 or 85 in the summertime at the coast, does it? Um, yeah, but this, this summer's been hotter than usual, and then next week it's supposed to be about 90. Yeah, it, 
No, it gets um, every. I've been here eight years this month, and every year it gets hotter and hotter. And it's the worst heat is is always in October. Hmm. Oh goodness. Well, hang in there with that. During the break, Joan, what I did was I I worked on your knees and. Your whole body looks inflamed to me, and inflammation looks like red fog over body parts. So I calmed that down. I used an anti-inflammatory energy, which is a royal blue color, and got that calmed down. Tell me about what you eat. I think this is gut biome related. This is diet related. Are you are you insulin resistant? Do you know if you are? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually type two diabetic. Okay. Um, and right. yeah, I wondered. I, I've been having a lot of gut issues. Um, yeah, you know, That's I've been eating something different that I think might be um, contributing to this, and that was mm-hmm. some protein bars that um, have egg whites. And usually, I don't have a problem with eggs, but mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if um, that might be contributing to this. I'm not sure though. Protein bars, a lot of protein bars are soy protein, and a lot of people are, just don't digest soy protein well. So two, do you have a pen? Let me give you two books, a book that I want you to look up, and then I want you to do the gut biome test that you hear me talk about. Do you have a pen handy? Yeah, I have a ton of paper. Okay. The book is called Why We Get Sick, Why We Get Sick by Benjamin Bickman, B as in boy, I-K-M-A-N, as in Nancy Bickman, Benjamin Bickman, Ph.D. And he talks about how, uh, gosh, I think he thinks it's like 80% of the population, especially in America and also abroad in a lot of countries, is insulin resistant. And he said his premise is that our medical community is mistreating insulin resistance by giving metformin or insulin or something like that. And he said, we don't need to be testing our glucose levels. We need to be testing our insulin levels. You're going to learn a lot from that that I think is going to be really helpful and really surprising when you read that book. You know, yeah, I'm familiar with uh, some of this. I'm not familiar with him or his book, but I am on metformin, and I had to add um, berberine to this mix. But, yeah, I, um, I've i always had digestive issues from the time I was a young kid, so it would not at all, like, surprise me um, about the the food issues and uh, inflammation. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I do an appointment with a functional doctor. I had to wait, like, th- I have to wait, like, three months to get an appointment. Um, but I know he does a lot of testing and... Um, I think I I really do need that to try to get this straight now, especially with the nutrition. Right. So shoot me an email, julietaskjulieryan.com, Joan. I'll send you the link for the gut biome test. You can do it at home without a doctor's order. And food is the best medicine. So this is going to tell you what the critters are in your gut. That's where our immune system is based, and based on the ecosystem in your gut, it's going to tell you what are going to be the best foods for you to eat and the best foods for you to avoid, some of which you may be eating because you think they're healthy, and they are. They're just not healthy for you and your gut biome. But I would highly recommend you get that book, Why We Get Sick, and it's available in audiobook form too, which is how I usually read books, is audiobooks, so I can listen to them on my walk or while I'm cooking dinner or folding laundry or doing whatever. So I think that's what's going on. I think this is food-related and gut-related. Once you get that 
uh, tweaked so that you're better and your immune system's better, I believe all this inflammation is going to go away and your legs aren't going to hurt. So I hope that helps. Okay, great. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Yvette. Hi, Yvette. Hello. Hi, Yvette. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Julie. I'm calling you from Glendale, California. Terrific. How are you? I'm I'm great. I just finished your book too as well this weekend and I had bought two. I bought one for my girlfriend I visited who her dad's in hospice and she read it in like four hours and um, she said it was a godsend. So and I loved it too. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for mentioning it. Anybody that's listening and Yvette, you too, I would love it if you guys would leave me a review on Amazon because it helps other people find this information. It's usually somebody that's looking for it that has a loved one who's dying or who has just lost somebody. So oh, that would okay. be really helpful. I would really appreciate that if you do that. Oh, okay. and I will. It was intentionally uh, made short so that people can get through it fast. I thought, if you're dealing yeah. with somebody who's, who's dying, you don't want to read some 700-page novel. It takes forever. Let's just make very it Very true. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, I loved the diagrams, too. That was very helpful. Good. Terrific. Well, thanks for calling in this evening. Do you have a question for me? I do. I was wondering if you can scan my dad, if he will allow you to. Um, he lives yeah. in Port, Port St. Lucie, Florida. He's yeah, uh, yeah. 79 years old, and um, he has he's had pulmonary fibrosis for the last, I think, four to five years. And I just can mm-hmm. see the he's on ox, more oxygen now, and I can just see the decline. So I just wanted you to scan mm-hmm. him and see what's going on. Yeah. What's his name, Yvette? His name's Angel. Oh, wow. Great name. Mm-hmm. I love that. When Tim, my husband, had a stint put in last year, about a year ago, and and I was texting with a girlfriend, and we were in the pre-op area, and she said, well, you know, today's the Feast of the Angels, so he's going to be just fine. And just then, I promise you, a nurse walked in the room, and it was a gal, and her name was Angel. I thought, okay. Oh, my gosh. Take this stuff off. <laughs> oh, great. Love it. So, Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is connect to you. So we're going to bounce across the country here. Here comes my laser mm-hmm. beam from Guido, Alabama, heading out to you in Glendale, right up the 134 freeway. I know it well because I used to call in Glendale Adventist Hospital and Glendale Memorial. Oh, you know, yeah. I know L.A. by the hospitals because I was a sales rep yeah. earlier. Yeah. career yeah. out there. They're Lived right there. there a long time. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, now I'm bouncing back to Port St. Lucie, and I have a girlfriend that lives there, so I know that well as as well. Okay, got that, got him. Okay, so Angel, I'm talking to Yvette. Is it okay if I scan you energetically? What's that? <laughs> He's going, what's that? <laughs> well, I'm just going to look at you kind of like an x-ray. Is it okay if I look at your body uh, to see if there's something I can do to to heal, help he, help you heal your body. You say no thanks, Yvette. <laughs> oh my gosh, why am I not surprised? Yeah, so let's just talk to his spirit. Let's ask him some questions. You got a couple of questions we can ask him, and and then we'll see what we can find out. If I, would you like? I'm gonna, 
You still there? Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Am I asking the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a question of, of what you'd like to know about his health? Since he doesn't want me to scan him, it doesn't mean, it just means that I'm not going to get a visual on what's going on and do a healing on him, but we can still get information from his spirit. We'll just, what we can do is we'll communicate telepathically to his spirit because spirits are all energy and we can communicate with them whether they're attached to a body or not. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I don't know what to ask. Just if he's, if he's afraid, um, he wants you to come visit him. How long yeah. has it been since you've seen him? Um, we just saw him in July. We're coming again in December for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants you to come see him before then. <laughs> he's saying, he says, Florida's open for business. He sounds like a character. He is. He's a very young-spirited 79-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like yeah. it. Lord is open for business. You need to come down. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of over the whole COVID thing too. I can travel um, in his house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that it's something that um, is critical that you go see him because you know he's going to check out anytime soon. But what I'm getting is he just wants to see you. So if you yeah. can get there sooner, that would be great. And go back for the holiday. That would make him very happy. Okay. All right. Um, do I have one more question real quick for myself then? Sure. Yeah, sure. I have, I keep struggling with uh, persistent like hemorrhoids. It's, mm -hmm. it's really bad. And I don't know what, you know, I take the, the suppositories and the cream and it, nothing is, is helping it. So I don't know if I have a lot of yeast in my system. If I was wondering if you could, do you have a minute to scan me for mold or yeast or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Brain octane oil, baby. It's highly refined coconut oil, and it's bulletproof is the brand. You can get it in pretty much any store out there. Sprouts has it, Ralph's, Mons, Whole Foods. What is it? Coconut. It's called, it's called brain octane oil, and it's brain. a highly refined coconut oil. You can get it on Amazon. It's by a company called Bulletproof. Bulletproof.com, like bulletproof coffee. Okay. Add that to your, I get you need more good fats in your oh, diet. Really? So use okay. fruit fats like olive oil, coconut oil. I like this, this brain octane oil uh, because it's highly refined. So get some of that okay. and that's going to help a lot. Thanks okay, for calling. Thank with you your so much. Okay, you thank it. you. Go see your dad in Florida, girl. He wants to see his baby girl. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome back to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Thanks for staying with us. We're going to go back to the phones, and our next caller is Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Julie. I'm coming from Colorado Springs, and this is my very first time ever talking with you. Well, how exciting is that? Colorado Springs is so gorgeous. The Broadmoor Hotel is one of my favorite places. Oh, you've been there. Yes, it is very oh, nice. Wow. Yes, very Born. nice. But we're getting the smoke from California that you keep talking about. Oh, no. Oh, oh it's, God. And it's getting sucked in in that mountain range, huh? Just in your ears. Uh, no, no, all across the state, it's it's just something. Plus, we have our own, too, but you can tell the haze of the days go by, and it's like, oh, man. And we have to close our windows and all that sort of thing, too. 
not fun. Not fun. I hope it dissipates soon. Yes, yes. And we're supposed to get cool weather next week, so we'll see. We'll see if that will help. Well, we got another hurricane coming in this weekend down here. And it's deep. Whoa, whoa. Looking like it's going to come in uh, near Lake Charles again, you know, west of New Orleans. We'll just get rain here, but uh, yeah, we've been watching that. Man, y'all have been getting slaughtered all up in that Gulf area. They have. Several. That's right. Mm -hmm. Thanks for calling in. Do you have a question for me? Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to change a little bit after listening to everybody, if that's all right. I've got okay. two questions. Yeah. One's real short, and I know on one of your podcasts you were talking to a lady who uh, horse uh, had a shin uh, uh, issue, and she yeah. said you said that he's crabby because he hurts. Could you, by chance, talk to wildlife? I feed the birds and the rabbits and the squirrels where I live, but I we have a Hitler HOA that says on the 15th of October we cannot feed anything anymore. Is there a way you can tell them, hey, guys, don't wait for food after that? Why, why can't you feed animals after October, what did you say, October 15th? They're making it a rule that we can't. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Is that sense. not stupid? That's crazy. Yeah. So what happens if you do? Are they going to give you a ticket? <laughs> oh, yeah. They fine you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Some, some people just want to have power, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they have too much time on their hands. It's like, what's it to you to feed the birds? Mm-hmm. So can you can you sort of spread the word? You know, if I put like an orange ribbon out there, that means no more food. Something to tell them. Don't wait around. I can't feed you anymore. They're saying you don't have to do anything because they know. They know. They know? Out there, they're going to go look for it elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Second is one a, is, is, there a, uh, is, is there a botanical garden or some kind of a sanctuary where you can donate food for the animals? In your area, um, yeah, we have we have zoos and things that you can do that. But I like feeding whoever's around me. No, I know, but in the short run, just to make you feel like you're helping. Oh, um, and take that bird oh. food not to a zoo, but take it to like we have botanical gardens here in Birmingham, and mm-hmm. and people donate bird seed and stuff like that to the botanical gardens, and and uh, it actually there was a nest of hawks that was in our big botanical garden that was fun everybody enjoyed that so that's what i got allison was to donate some bird food and that'll make you feel okay. better about yeah. helping them. <laughs> well i have a friend who feeds the birds up at monument so i can also give her stuff too but it's like who go. is it to you you know okay my my issue is i've had the herpes virus uh, for decades, I didn't know you could kill it until I fell into medical medium, uh, uh, Anthony William. And is there a way you can kill that virus for me? Yeah, it's really fun too for me because oh, awesome. Princess Leia in Star Wars. <laughs> it's like I have a lightsaber. So, <laughs> no, I, I am so sick of taking pills, so many lysine pills and whatnot. And it's like. Oh, that would make my life easier because it 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 
makes your eyes dry horribly. You get the rheumatoid arthritis. You get the diabetes. All this stuff is caused by the darn herpes viruses. Oh, geez. All right. So what I've done is I've got your energy field, the hologram that is you in my mind's eye mm -hmm. in front of me. The herpes virus is, it looks like back in high school when you looked at a little drop of pond water and you saw those squiggly things, you know, running around in the drop of water under the microscope. Uh -huh. and so I take a laser and I go back and forth. Like if you have a marker and you're coloring in something or a crayon, you know, you're coloring in uh, a picture in a crayon book or in a coloring book. And then I turn you around and I do the same thing. And what it does, it's so funny, Allison, these healings that I get to see sometimes really crack me up because in this instance, and I've done this healing many, many times over the years, is it kills the virus and it just leaves their carcasses and they kind of look like um, like a capsule that you get with for medicine without the medicine in it, just clear capsule. And then I suck those out through the top of your head. So <laughs> awesome, awesome. Do so, your thing. <laughs> yeah. So I've just done that, and hopefully that will help a lot. Or is it the genital herpes or or the? No, no. It's it's a cold sore one, and I got socked twice. I've had the cold sores on my mouth, you know, for for since high school and then at 32 I got the Lyme's disease thing which is all the same but I got it twice oh, and so yeah so if you can see any other viruses there's zap those as well pretty, pretty please there's a, a, a medicine that you can get at the grocery store and you can get it online and it's called cold sore begone like be gone uh -huh. evil spirits and and it's it's fabulous I've recommended it to a lot of people who will then email me and say oh my god what a find and it comes in a little uh, chapstick looks like a chapstick dispenser uh -huh. be gone Google mm -hmm. that and you'll find it and see where it's sold in your area and it's a woman who uh, developed it and actually I wrote a blog on it and she emailed me and she said hey I've developed this product and I think it can really help people and it's all natural I think it's organic even and it works great so oh, give wonderful. I hope yeah, that for anybody that has it your birds. okay Allison thanks so much for calling this evening everybody appreciate you listening in those of you I didn't get to please try back next week check my social media be sure I'm doing a live show thanks for joining us be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at ask Julie Ryan to schedule an appointment or submit a question please visit askjulieryan.com This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.